Oh man, it's four of us taking up the full screen today. Full screen, big activity. It's a big Wednesday here in South Florida. Lots of great stuff going on. Kids are going back to school. Some students, some of our clients are going back to school, man. We're teaching them lots of good stuff. It's good energy, man. I was crazy, crazy productive yesterday. How about you guys? Same. Uh, great combination of working together with some coaching clients combination of getting caught up on some stuff and getting back to some people that I hadn't talked to in a while, set some cool virtual coffees. I'm excited. You know, it's interesting. This thing with coach Bowden happening is sad, right? Like obviously you lose somebody really important, but it's caused conversations with people that I haven't talked to some of which in decades. And so it's super cool to reconnect and all of a sudden have virtual coffees on the schedule with these people for next week and the weeks after. Love it. Uh, if you look at who's rolling in, Matt Huff is here. Good morning, Matt. Um, but uh, Ramon is here. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, some great, great faces and names show, showing up here. Bob Goldfarm, I know he was traveling. He was in the Windy City. So it's good to see some of the, some of the regulars back in here. It's so funny because – you know, you, re- you can never really tell who's watching and who's not if someone doesn't say hello. And it always stuns me later on in the day, like, oh, wow, you, you know, I talked to somebody and go, oh, you were watching it. And they're talking about everything that we're doing. So uh, Tracy Caracito, look at this, man, crazy. Old Home Wednesday, really, really, really good stuff. Today is going to be a fantastic show. There is a special reason why I have my three sons on. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are old like me and remember the show, My Three Sons, um, it celebrates fatherhood. Um, and there's a, you know, the, the fact of having sons or daughters or whatever. So uh, we'll talk a lot about that today. We're going to move right into parenting and then a very special edition of The Huddle because I have questions that relate to the boys that they do not know what's coming. Not prepared for. Not oh, prepared boy. for the question. They could not see it, uh, you know. So uh, really, really cool stuff. Shay, please start us off with some wake-up music. So as I said, um, August 11th is National Sons and Daughters Day. I bet you none of you really remember or understand why that happened. Um, I did some research, found out that Gloria Steinem and Smokey Robinson were instrumental in creating Daughters Day. Smokey Robinson has six daughters. And so there's Father's Day, there's Mother's Day, there's Grandparents' Day. Someone suggested, and that someone was Claude Pepper, who uh, was a famous senator for the state of Florida, suggested that, hey, we should have a day that celebrates the relationship between parents 
and their kids. And so uh, today we will celebrate that. Um, no better way to celebrate that than with unbelievable motivational music that's so appropriate. Go. Take me back to the boat. <laughs> and as soon as that song came up, I said to Shay, I go, that is Wednesday uh, motivational music. So it's a great song. Guys, do you remember what team that uh, used that song to drive them to win the World Series? I don't. I probably wasn't even born. <laughs> <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates. Willie Stargell, uh, you know, that whole Okay. Group. Yeah, Dave Parker. That was, right. a, that was a fun team um, that uh, did some really cool stuff. So anyway, so uh, before we get going, I missed a shout out that I wanted to do in the beginning. And I said, you know, that if she said hello this morning, Rachel um, uh, DeRock um, from Michigan. Can you show me uh, Rachel? Rachel reached out. She had seen me speak. She found uh, the huddle and she has been sharing the huddle with all of her friends, bringing people to the party, which that adds value. So yep. good morning, Rachel. Loved our conversation. You showed up in the Zoom screen with so much energy. Uh, great things going to happen to you as she transfers into the a sales role from more of a customer service role. So you got the right attitude. You got the right stuff. So let's get into today's topic. So you talked about Bobby Bowden and all the things and all the tributes that people have been writing. There's a friend of mine. The guy's name is Clay Shiver. I don't know if you. I know Clay. I know Clay well. Right. So Clay and I were put together years ago through that Florida State Mark Nudelberg connection. Um, he's a man of faith. He's an awesome dude. Um, just a great business guy. He posted something on Facebook, which there's a lesson there. Read Facebook too. There are business posting <laughs> on Facebook. Um, he was talking about a visit that he played for Coach Bowden. He was talking about one particular time that Coach Bowden came to visit them. They did some kind of ministry thing. And when he was taking Coach Bowden back to the airport, he said, Coach, after all the years of coaching, how much have you seen people change in the last 50 years? You know, talking about the young people, the kids, you know. And so Bowden said this, the kids haven't changed. Uh, when a child born, when a child is born, it's still a child, but how we parent, how we coach, teach and love our children has changed. And I just get absolute goosebumps when I hear that that is probably the most relevant conversation of all. Cause people are always saying, Hey, you know, 
um, you know, the kids are changed. The kids. Well, are- yeah, and so, it's, so I saw a video circulating this morning of Denzel Washington talking about it starts in the home. And obviously he's a, he's a huge advocate and, and a spokesperson for the black community and what happens within the inner cities of the black community. And he's like, we want to talk about blaming the system all the time, but they're not locking up six-year-olds. He's like, show me when the, when the problem occurs, where was the house? Where was the dad? Where was the mom? What was going on in the home? And so in a day where we're celebrating the parent-child relationship and like coach Bowden said the way we parent changes um you know it it always starts in the house with the parents and then that sets the stage for anything to happen after and by the way the way you parent is very linear generally to the way that you lead yes thousand percent but you don't leave the house and totally change you leave the house and bring it to the office so for those who don't know shay show me the definition of parenting So hard to read, but parent or child rearing promotes and supports physical, emotional, social, and intellectual development of a child from infancy to adulthood. So it goes on to talk about all different kinds of styles. I have the styles I want to go over. But when you look at that, how different is it than supporting the people in your organization? It's not. It's the exact same. And I think when you look at really successful leaders of organizations, one of the most important pillars for them in the organization is the development of their people. It's not just the core values of having the ping pong table and having fun and caring. It's caring specifically about the development. We want to know who you are at this moment, and we want to project who we think you can be and help you get there. So I'm going to identify the four types of parenting. This is just good information to have. There's authoritative There's authoritarian, there's permissive, and then there's uninvolved. Now, uninvolved is a shame. (laughs) Yeah, obviously the worst of the bunch. Like, I don't even need to explain that. Like, seriously, you're uninvolved. You have this great gift in front of you, uninvolved. Forget about it. Permissive is a parent that has become more popular. And Kristen Boone put up a great topic. You know, I remember as a kid going to a friend's house who I thought the parents were the coolest parents on the planet. We'd go in and out of there. If we were a little blasted at the end of the night, that's where we wound up, you know? And so I thought they were cool. And in reality, when I became a parent, I was the complete opposite of them. So that permissive thing doesn't necessarily work. Authoritarian, authoritarian parents who are very rigid and strict. They place very high demands on their kids. And so those three that I just mentioned are not the ideal. The ideal is the authoritative described by this um, uh, psychologist as just the right style. It combines medium level demands on a child and medium level responsiveness from the parents. So kind of a cool way for us to break into what kind of parent was I? I was about to say, I was about to say, where do you put yourself in that? Uh, So what kind of parent was I? Uh, so you are somewhere between a mix between the authoritarian and yeah. the permissive, I guess. Right. right. Like you were, yeah. you, you were great, you know, like you allowed us to be us. We had freedoms, but when like there were guardrails, 
And if we hit the guardrail, it was not a bumper on a on a on a bowling alley lane, right? It was more like a cliff that you fell off of. So, it was more. <laughs> so it was I like, think, you know, we it was like boundaries with extreme consequence, right? Which I mean, but and there was high there was high standards. There was freedom for us, or, and I'm speaking for myself. There was high yeah. standards. There was freedom for me to be who I wanted to be. But then there was an expectation involved with that, that if you were going to choose to do that, then you were expected to do it the best of your ability. And then there was consequences, extreme consequences for for you know bad behavior or things I mean, that didn't meet the standard. Jake, you didn't like to hear your I mean, yeah, I think he hit it right on the head. Like you didn't you cared about our grades, but you didn't really care. Like if I like you were like cool, get grades, awesome. Like I was never worried. Like people would go home every day and was like, my mom's checking my homework, my grades every day. Like they would get a bad grade on a test and be like, oh my god, my parents are gonna see this online. Right. I was like, dude, I got like seven weeks to get this up. I'm posted, you know. Like, <laughs> right. As long as they, as long as they don't send it in the mail, I'm really okay, you know. Um, but I, I do have a question for Mark, and this wasn't planned, but. How like leaders, you take things you like from past leaders and things you don't. And then yeah. you see a lot of leadership qualities that from the last leader come out in yourself. How do you battle that from the good and the bad of coming from dad and using that as like your parenting style? With Kai, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, there's trauma involved with consequence, right? Like that's just a natural human element. So I try to deliver consequence without trauma. So like when there's a very specific time I want to talk about this past summer, we get in the car after the gym and he watches his iPad while we're working out. So he watches a couple shows. We get in the car and he asks if he can continue to watch his shows. And I say, no, we're done with the iPad. You've watched enough TV for the morning. Let's listen to some music and let's ride home together. Well, we get going through the ride and I peek in the rear view mirror and there he is. iPad up watching his show. And so cl a clear defiance of something that I had said to him. I could have blown my top and turn around and been like, what are you doing? And snatched the iPad away from him and screamed at him about me telling him not to do that. But I didn't do that. Right. I turned around and I asked him, what are you doing? Right. I, I didn't coddle him. I didn't say, hey, I asked you not to do that. Why are you doing that? I turned around with a very stern look and I said, what are you doing? And he knew right away that he had screwed up. So then it was tears and waterworks and I never got mad at him. I just said, hey, I want you to know what happened here, right? I asked you to do something and you specifically chose not to. That means that there's consequences. So let's work together to figure out what we think the consequence should be. And so that is a mixture of dad. Right. The, uh, you know, the, that's not the way dad would have responded to me right. as a kid, but it's still very stern, very direct. And there's consequences, but I didn't add emotion and add fear to it, I hope. I, I think that that's great, great uh, perspective. Um, so I have a question that I'll start out that I'll ask the both of you and give you time to answer it. What about yourselves do you wish I understood better? Uh, oh. hmm. <laughs> Jake, you want to take this one? No, <laughs> no. Getting really deep on the morning show. Um, so I'll be vulnerable. I'll be transparent here. Probably my sensitivity. 
I have always been a sensitive kid. I cried when I struck out in baseball. I cried when I didn't meet the bar. And that was a ne- that's never been an easy emotion or uh, circumstance to navigate with you. Awesome. I mean, this, the follow-up question to that was going to be, what makes you cry? So, right. <laughs> you know, well, man, that's good. Jake? Um, I would say my ability to not be in a group of people, to be alone. Right. Um, you've never understood that like, I was okay not doing everything with everybody and saying no to being the cool, popular kid or things of that nature just because it felt me at the time. Like I was going to do what I wanted to because it fit me. Um, and I think that was a battle my entire life. And then I will answer what makes me cry. Sports movies. Lock. Every time. <laughs> yeah. I'm an emotional. Rudy. I don't care how many times I watch Rudy. I cry every time he makes the sack Bro. and his dad cheers. Like, remember the Titans? He's pointing at he's driving and gets hit by the truck. I'm a mess every single time, you know? Rory, that is exactly what my dad would say to me every single time he came right. to the dugout. Every time. There's no crying in baseball. So listen, hey, listen, I'm the same way. That you got from me. I remember watching Brian's song. Every time. You're like the college game day where uh, I forget his name, but he would do like, you know, the really sad story. Oh, yeah, of the Tom, uh, uh, Rinaldi. Tom Rinaldi. Tom Rinaldi. As soon as you hear Tom Rinaldi's voice, you know you're crying. Uh, we'd be in like walkthrough and dad would text me. He goes, did you see game day? I was <laughs> like, no, I'm working. <laughs> no, I didn't see game day. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's keep going. This is great. What would you say is the best and worst thing about being a Noodleberg? Hands down, the best thing about being a Noodleberg is learning how to show up with energy and how to make other people feel good uh, when when you're around them. I think you know, Grandpa, Poppy, you. Like that, I just got that naturally from you guys. And I think that's hereditary, whether or not it's genetic or just cultural. I think that was the greatest thing. And I, you know, shout out to Scott McGregor. Thank you for including me in your book. But that's what I wrote about in my tribute, you know, was what that meant to me and how that helped me be successful. So that's hands down the best one. Jake, what's yours? Uh, the best thing about being a Noodleberg yeah. is, our, is our last name. Having the name. Seriously. It's a conversation starter every single time. And a good or bad. People are like, oh, that's awesome. Or it's it's bad. And I look at them, I'm like, what do you mean bad? I go, you like it? Like noodles and nickname and and when you tell people that like we're the only ones in the world, they're like and I'm like, go ahead, try to find somebody else. Like you won't find them, I promise you. It's my favorite part. Amy, you could never speak anything truer. When I wake up in the morning, I open my eyes. The first thing is, you know, and I talk about this in my book, it's about gratitude. I'm so grateful that these two humans carry on my name, that Mark now has Kai. And they are better versions of me and continue to create that legacy. Mark and Jake's relationship outside of me is amazing. So do we answer the worst part? What's the worst part? Uh, I'll go. Genetics. Jewish. (laughs) Killed me. You cursed cursed (laughs) us. 
I had no chance. I had no Genetics. chance. Uh, so I'm going to go pride. I'm going to go pridefulness. I think we have a very prideful family that has made keeping the cohesiveness together very hard. And I think that is a shame. Wow. Okay. So I love all that. Yes. So uh, Jake, this is specifically for you. What would you say is the hardest part about being the youngest? Oh, expectation. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, I got no chance. <laughs> I, got no, I got no chance. I mean, no, but in, in a good way, in a good way and a bad way. It's daunting, but it, it pushes me every day and has my entire life. Uh, pressure is good. I think we all, I think we get bored being complacent. Yeah. So the best and the worst thing about being the youngest. Um, okay, so I'll make something. Great answer. Great, great answer. On a lighter note, um, if you could pick one meal for me to make for you, what would it oh, be? Wow, uh, I, I know mine, but mine goes back to us being kids. So I'll let Jake go first. I'll go first. I experienced dad in a different light. You were grilling all the time when I was a kid, right. like, and the staple was skirt steak with mashed potatoes and peas. Like if I could go, if I could have that any day of the week, I'm in. Like that was hands down the best meal. Awesome. I was gonna uh, think, what do you got, Jake? Like stir fry? Like, I will say the guy is the king of grabbing whatever is in the fridge at a time and putting yes. it all together. Yeah. And putting sauce on it. The and then look and then Mark will attest this. Every time he cooks something, it's his best effort ever. <laughs> I, th I think I outdid myself on this one. And it, it's like it's like it's like two scrambled uh, yeah. eggs with a piece of sauce. Yeah, I like it. This is really good. This is really good. But I, I would go breakfast wrap okay. if I could have anything. Very nice. And I've taught you both well how to carry on that tradition. Yes, <laughs> definitely. You grill great. Jake makes breakfast here. It's incredible. <clears throat> Only one or two more questions. What would you say at this point in your life was the best day you've ever had? Oh, come on. This is like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, is it in relation to like our parenting relationship or just the best yeah. day of my life? Um, you can keep it in the parenting vein, you know, the best, like, is it a relationship? I was going to say with you or I'm, I'm going to combine a lot in this. So I'm going to say the best day of my life was marrying Gabby, obviously because I got to marry my best friend and the ultimate partner, but such also, an easy answer. but also the group of people that came together for that occasion, similar to what we did at Christmas. That's one of the greatest days of my life. To have all of us together, this massive extended family come together. And when I say extended, I don't mean extended like generationally. I mean extended with parents and step parents and grandparents, that kind of extension. And it was an amazing time. Yeah, I'll go uh, night at Madison Square Garden. Oh, nice. The heat game? That's what I'll go. That's what I'll go. Yeah. Oh, right this way. <laughs> that was, that real. Well, that was Jay, a great night. Give oh, the backstory about how you thought yeah. I was <laughs> So, dad's been to every sporting event in the history of sporting events. Um, me and Mark are probably more heat fans than dad is. We make this um, trip to all meet in New York. We all fly from where we are, respectively. We land. I text Mark. I said, hey, the heater in town playing the Knicks. 
it was like Dwayne Wade's last time playing in New York. So he was on his farewell tour. Dad had already really made plans for us to go get dinner. And I'm like looking at tickets and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to break it to him that I'm not going to this dinner. I don't <laughs> really care. To go to this game. We're going to this game. And so I'm like trying to figure out ways to like position it. To like That's always what you do with your parents. You know, you have to like ask a certain way to get it. Or... 1000%. So I'm sitting in the lobby working. I get there before them. And sure enough, he texted me. He goes, heater in town. Let's go. <laughs> it was like, thank God, we were going to tell you that we had to go anyway. Right. I was like, I, lit- I sent him back a link for tickets. I said, buy these, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we ended up having an amazing night. Me and Mark are screaming at Nick fans. It was, um, and it's the best picture I think we've ever taken, probably. Fantastic. So hopefully everybody enjoyed the way we set the show up. I wanted you to know a little bit more about us. You know, right. the relationship that you see here it's better off screen you know we have great times we totally enjoy this yeah year. you know who took that picture who took that picture gabby took that picture. gabby took that it's, picture that is um you were 20 years old you uh, that, that was an amazing time that was it's awesome just, uh, somehow i'm wearing your shirt and i'm 12 years younger <laughs> so thanks guys uh, so i want to leave you with one last question and I, I don't even know if I can get it out without crying myself, but is, do you know how much I love you? Yes. There's no, no doubt about that. I know that. You guys are the best for all of you who have kids or stepkids or, you know, kids. celebrate, 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 celebrate. We, and we love Shay. Yes. Yeah. We love Shay as well. Shay's our third. He's my third son, man. He's part of the team. We love him, and he's always. He around. takes the shit, so we don't have to a lot of times. So <laughs> yeah. That we are, we love him. Go out and spread the love. If you felt good about today, call your dad, call your kid, do whatever. Make somebody else feel good today. That's feel good Wednesday. But you got to get down to business. Ma, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business